Students in their habitat. Reimagining the environment we live in. Brought to you by Mikawai Florjak. Hello, my name is Mikawai Florjak and this is Students in Their Habitat. Today, I am joined by Jackie from China. Pleased to meet you. Good to meet you too, man. How's it going? It's going well. And how is it going for you? Oh, man. Isaac just started again. Semester two is going great. I can't wait to meet y'all in March. I'm assuming you're coming to Netherlands, right? Exactly. So, so that's amazing. And actually, it's kind of leading to my first question, because as we are both students in UWC Isaac Japan, I'm really wondering how did you end up in in Isaac? What brought you here? Uh, this school, I'm going to have to trace it back to my family. It's It's got to be my brother. My brother had a big influence on why I am here. Because when I was young, I always looked up to him. And when he was applied here, he's a alumni. And he showed me how this school worked. And I felt it was really interesting. And I felt like it might be what I also needed. And another thing was kind of the diversity. I came from a pretty conservative school in China, and I feel like I needed a switch. You know, I was I was always on the more international side of things, because even when I was young, I was interested in the worldwide. I was interested in other countries, not just my own. So I guess that's what led me here. And did you consider any other UWC schools, or was it just like I'm going straight forward to Isaac? So one of the thing is, even before I thought about Isaac, our family kind of had a Japanese nationality, even though our bloodline is 100% Chinese. Before I was born, my parents immigrated to, to Japan and kind of got their Japanese citizenships. So UWC Isaac Japan was kind of just the main option for us, simply because it was easier to get into the school because of our Japanese citizenship. And speaking of your family, Tell me more about where you live, what city, what environment you live in. How is it like? All right. So the city I lived in for most of my life is Shenzhen. It's a city right up above Hong Kong in the Guangzhou area. And tell me more about it. Like, did you live in a block of flats or maybe it was more of a suburban environment? So the place I lived in, the complex I was in, uh, there was it was a mix between suburban and uh, apartments. There was a section where you could rent out entire houses with over three floors. But we eventually moved into an apartment in the, the same complex on the, I think it was the sixth floor. And I think I just lived there for most of my life. And I went to a school that was about like one or two kilometers away driving and yeah, it was, it was a good life. The city was pretty clean compared to other cities in China. But when you compare China to Japan, Japan has to be the cleanest. And I think that was one of the main reasons why I like Japan more. And it's definitely the cleanliness. So we were definitely close to people. It wasn't living like on a countryside. It was densely populated. It was, it was, a, it was a city, yeah. And, uh, you know, in recent years, and maybe even not in recent years... China has been definitely one of the biggest pollutants, sources of greenhouse gases, emissions, pollution. 
and I'm I'm wondering if that's noticeable as you know a regular citizen not really concerned professionally about the topic. Definitely, definitely. I think one of the one of the running jokes in my family was that we'd always notice the air quality difference every time we came to Japan for holiday or for skiing. We definitely noticed the air quality difference. And another thing that was noticeable was that China's attempt at like making electric electric cars. I think China has one of the biggest electric taxi business right now. And it's really interesting seeing how even though the city I'm living in is relatively clean compared to the others, that other countries are simply just having better air quality compared to China. And is there anything that government or local authorities try to do to reduce those emissions or at least the effects of those emissions? Yeah, definitely. I think I remember walking on the streets to either to like a nearby convenience store or to my school and I just see like a bunch of roadside workers picking up trash. And it's funny because that's not really common here in Japan, not that I know of. And I'm seeing that the rates of jobs that clean up or that tries to reduce pollution of any kind is more prominent in China and just like sort of Eastern Asian cities in general, I think. And uh, are there any, you know, mm, can you think of any other problems, environmental problems, maybe about your region, not about whole China? About my region, huh? Shenzhen. It's kind of hard to recall since I haven't been in China for a pretty solid amount of time. Hmm. I think that the issues of trash or air pollution is always just kind of prominent in all the cities of China. And I don't believe there is any sort of niche within certain cities. I do know that Hong Kong has an air condition problem, but I've never really noticed anything out of the blue for Shenzhen especially, other than the fact that it did have trash problems and air problems just like any other city in China. And as you said that there are those problems and uh, speaking of, you know, average Chinese citizen, are those people concerned about the problem or just, you know, live their life and it doesn't matter for, for the people? I think it's sort of the mindset because China is kind of like a, it was, is kind of, China is kind of conservative and people there didn't really care much about the environment. Society in China is less sort of active because we sort of live in like a passive status quo mindset. And it's really interesting seeing that most of the work done to clean up the environment is initiated by the government other than its people. And I feel that is uh, very interesting about China. And are there any actions, events or anything which is initiated by the people, which is, of course, uh, not really connected with the mindset, as you said, of Chinese people? I don't believe there is. Not that I know of. And is there space for it? Or is it's just mindset? Or maybe it's not really... 
uh, appreciated by the government? I definitely feel like there should be a space for that, especially for a side of China that could potentially be more on the liberal side. But it's really hard to get it working because just like all Asian countries, uh, a like Asian countries tend to be more passive and tend to stick to a certain flow without any major changes. So I think as of now, the main change, the main things we can do is sort of rely on the government to do these changes. And do you believe that something should change in terms of this mindset or, or, or it works just fine? Well, like I said, I am very international and I feel like this isn't really a good mindset. We could start advocating and I definitely feel like there should be a change. I just don't really see how it could be feasible on such a large scale. Like China is the most populated country in the world. And do you see like any major differences? As you said, you have experience with Japan. Do you see any major differences between Japan and China, especially in bigger cities because you lived in bigger city? Yes, uh, definitely. I, I do see a very big change. And I think the thing that really separates between China and Japan is that Japan has some sort of cleanliness etiquette. Uh, people don't really litter on the streets compared to China because China sort of has the carefree mindset while Japanese, it, there's sort of like a public image that needs to be withheld on an individual. So that I think that's one of the reasons why the government hasn't really gone into large scale to try to reduce Japan's sort of popular uh, pollution problems be simply because the citizens don't uh, pollute as much. And uh, is it because, you know, f when you live in Japan, it's something you are kind of taught since being a child, since going to kindergarten, school, you are taught you have to be clean, you have to clean uh, for yourself, for other people. And kind of um, there's that feeling of social responsibility. And yeah, yeah, is definitely. it is it present in any way in China or is it, you know, just neglected and not really taught in in any school? I feel like there's definitely something very similar in China, but uh, in a way, I don't think it really correlates to sort of cleanliness. And I think this responsibility type of aspect of aspect of our life being taught when we were young is sort of shift towards more of dignity and face, the face they call it in China, that we were taught instead of cleanliness. And there's quite a large difference and speaking of uh, you know being a child and studying you know in for example in my country in poland uh, there is that big issue that people are advocating for having climate education in school because we don't have anything like this and people are not really yeah. conscious of the problem it, i'm is it something is there something similar in in china is there maybe are people really taught about issues environmental issues how to tackle them or just that they are present i feel like in china people definitely know that the environmental issues of pollution especially is present but it's sort of gone so engraved into the, our lives that we never really looked for a solution we just sort of adapted and lived on with it for example in beijing nobody really 
nobody really complains about the pollution. Everybody just sort of wear a mask and kind of lives on with it. So I think the awareness of pollution issues in China is definitely present, but the conscious decision to act against it, to sort of fix the problem, isn't really prominent in society. And would you say that, uh, for example, there's one class, if you could say so, of people, so for example, more wealthy ones or less wealthy ones who are more responsible for for the problems of environmental issues or maybe it's just you know big companies producing a lot of a lot of pollution i don't think class have to do with it for example low class whether it's working citizens or farmers they don't really have sort of the the space in their mind to care for the environment uh as assumed that low working class people in China have very tough lives. They have to provide a lot for their children and for their family in order to survive. And like China is kind of a harsh environment, I would say. And for the higher class, uh, I don't think they really care to put it in a blunt way because sort of the big industries and the big companies, they create product sort of for profit and they don't really take into mind for the environmental issues. And I feel like it's sort of a, it is definitely like a population-wide problem that the lack of, the, the lack of care for the environment in China. And uh, when there's that lack of care from, from the citizens, does government have any programs or something, you know, to help those people, uh, their citizens to go, quote unquote, green, you know, more eco-friendly? maybe, you know, change the source of uh, of heating and those, like, small steps? Well, the government has kind of capitalized a little bit on public transportation. Uh, like I said before, China, ha- uh, the city I live in, especially Shenzhen, have green taxi, which are taxi uh, purely off electronic cars. And another thing that's that's being seen more prominent also in my city is metros. Uh, although not as advanced or as efficient as the metro compared to, say, Tokyo in Japan. But China definitely has a system that is starting to grow, that is turning green more and more. But like I said, it isn't really a specific program that makes the citizens want to be green. It's more of a cheaper way for citizens to live their life that happens to be green. You know what I mean? So like people don't actively want to save the environment. They just do what is sort of easier and more affordable. And oh, it happens to be good for the environment. We talked a lot about those negative aspects of the environment, you know, pollution. And I'm wondering if there's, if you would, to, if you were to name one thing, one positive thing from the environmental perspective about China or about your region, What is good? This might be kind of subjective and it might be based off of my opinion, but I definitely feel like Chinese, China's, it's like, it's definitely a party country. Me and my, the vibe that you get, the mood that you get going out into the night city with your friends to eat hot pot late at like 12 is the best thing that you can spend your time in the city. The air may not smell good. The street may not look clean, But the lights, this night sky, 
and all the smoke in the air, it, it kind of gets into you. And it kind of, there's something to love about China that isn't really the cleanliness, but more of its sort of wild aspect, if you know what I mean. So culture and people kind of compensate for, for the issue. I get it. It's kind of compensated. Yeah, it's culture. Yeah. And if you were to assess in 30 years, what China is going to look like? In 30 years, so let's say in 2050. So I think for the past century or two, China has definitely grown a lot in economy. I think it's one of the fastest growing comp uh, uh, countries. So I definitely feel like as time grows on, China will sort of become more aware of the environmental problems. And I feel like they would definitely implement more green options, uh, probably shift from non-renewable resources into renewable. But it's really a really long ride. And if I were to look in the future, I would probably think that either China comes up with a compromise that doesn't really sort of shift the mindset, the conservative mindset of its citizens, or China completely shifts the entire uh, system of how society works in their country for people to think more green, to implement some sort of system that makes people actively want to change the environment. But it's, it's, it's unlikely in my opinion. So we can only hope that China will go more green will change their mindset and will be just better in terms of being environmentally friendly. Thank you for your time. Thank you for, for talking with me. It was great to find that totally different perspective. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been fun. And to you, our listener, I hope to meet with you in our next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Students in Their Habitat. If you want to discover more students' perspectives on the environment, make sure to listen to other episodes available.